The streak is over. Raptors finally snapped that five-game losing streak. They get a win against the Bulls. Welcome to the Raptors NBA Podcast. That's right. The streak is over. The Raptors only two wins away from getting that free dinner from Darko. Alex, what are your thoughts on the Raptors' win over the Bulls? I think more than more than anything, it feels like the Bulls don't really know what's going on with their team. Um, like obviously, Demar keeps going off for twenty five. You know, from few he went eight for seventeen from the field, zero for five from three, which is the one thing I noticed about Demar's game last night, and then. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't know where this team goes because I'm not happy with this win. I think like once the Raptors started, you know, the, once they lost quickly, once they lost Barrett, it feels like, you know, right now we're 17 and 30 and we don't really have a path forward. Like, I don't know what our path is. Path is backwards. Um, yeah, I'm like, okay, whatever. We beat the Bulls, a team that has no idea what they're doing either. They have some trade pieces um, that they'll they'll probably b- blow up the team, but um, I don't know. I don't think anybody played that well last night except for the guy who you're about to mention. What do you think? Speaking of how you're not that excited about the game, in league pass rankings. If you're not a fan of the Bulls or Raptors, is there any chance in hell you're watching that Raptors Bulls game last night? Zero percent chance. If you're not a fan, like the only people who you would actually be paying attention to is like Scotty Barnes, uh, and potentially some trade pieces. You know, if if you're a, if you're a fan of another team and there's a bunch of rumors swirling that somebody from the Bulls might get traded to you, maybe you're watching. But other than that, I really don't think so. Like these two teams are not fun to watch right now. The Bulls are 22 and 26. The Raptors are 17 and 30. Um, it seems like there's no hope for either of these two teams, at least for this season. But no, I would not be excited to answer your question. No, no. But if you did tune in, you would be pleasantly surprised because I swore he retired years ago, but I don't know if it was a mirage, but Jordan going off in Chicago, like, oh, no, wait, that wasn't Michael Jordan. That was Jordan Wara popping off, banging threes, going to the rack hard, trying to dunk on guys. Uh, do we have something here? In this, what I thought was a throw-in in the trade? He looks like a real player. He looks like he's really aggressive, you know? Um, 25, he's listed at 6'8". I don't think he's 6'8". You know what I think of these these height listings. I think he's a oh, bit shorter. Sorry? They're all lies. They're all lies. But this season, 6.3 points a game, two rebounds, one assist, 45.9% from the field. I don't know. The guy's a good player. Like, he's getting some burn. Feels like with Emmanuel quickly out, with RJ Barrett out, you know, he has a little bit of time to shine and he's playing pretty well. He had 17 last night, had 24 against Atlanta on Sunday. So he's good. Like, I think, you know, getting rid of, <laughs> but again, I'm just not sure where we're going with this team because if we have a young guy that's going off, we already have Emmanuel quickly, we have RJ Barrett, Scotty Barnes. It feels like, again, everything is kind of throwing shit at the wall, you know? So just because he has a good game doesn't mean that we should be too excited about what's happening with this team overall. Like what, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Aren't we just looking for bright spots, like things that could be part of the future? Like maybe he is a complimentary shooter that works on a team in a couple years. Like since the trade, 
He's shooting 30, sorry, he's shooting 50% from three. That's pretty good. That is what this team needs. That is what we hoped Grady Dick would be. Uh, so maybe this is the shooter we need. Maybe he's just buried on a deep Indiana team, didn't really get the chances. He's not that old. I think he's drafting like 2020, so he's still fresh. 25. It's not that old. Yeah, Could drafted 2020. Sure. But like, Andy, is this what we've really come down to? Yes. We've yeah. come down to just looking for these bright spots once in a blue moon with this team. Again, in the beginning of the season, we were excited. Then we dropped off the excitement pretty quickly. Got really excited again when RJ and Emmanuel quickly came into the mix. And now I feel like my excitement for the Raptors is, again, at an all-time low. Maybe not all-time, but I'm saying for this season, it's at, it's at a low. Because we're talking about Jordan Wara dropping 17 points last night against the Chicago Bulls. Is this really what we're leading with? Do you know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan Wara. That's what we're going to call him. Yeah, that's what we're leading with. Okay. Since we're depressed on the Raptors, are we officially cheering for a tank? Is that where we're at? I think that has to be that has to be in the cards. Tanking would probably be the best solution right now, but we have to tank in a really smart way, I think. Um, you know, in we terms of in terms of rotations, in terms of how people are going to be used. Um, I still think it kind of sucks with Scotty being as good as he is to tank with him on a team. But, like, last night he didn't have the best shooting performance. He went four for 14, zero from three, um, only dropped 13 points. But I still think that every time a team starts tanking, that really throws off the, you know, the talent on the squad. So, again, we've talked about this before, but I think if we keep tanking like this, Scotty's not going to want to be in this situation. So that's the only thing I'm kind of worried about when it comes to tanking. Plus, I don't think he has the ability to actually tank. He's too much of a competitor, right? Same thing with RJ. Same thing with Emmanuel quickly, it seems like. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think we probably should, but the negative side of that is Scotty's not going to like it, and it's just going to be a horrendous season to continue watching. Well, it's going to be horrendous no matter what. They're not making the playoffs. They're so far out. They're the... Right now, they're the sixth worst team in the NBA, which means they keep their pick, the top six protected, if the lottery goes right. <sighs> yeah, maybe a sneaky tank. I, uh, Scotty Barnes can handle one year of tanking, can he not? He's not going to ask for a trade if the Raptors lose every game the rest of the year. The problem with this year's draft is it's not very deep. This year's that's, draft kind of sucks. That's what they said about Giannis's draft. I know, but Giannis, was, Giannis came out of nowhere. Giannis was an anomaly. That's always an anomaly. You're an anomaly. Thank you. This shirt your, sh anomaly. your shirt's an anomaly. <laughs> wow, did we just say the same thing? Yes. No, your shirt's an anomaly. My shirt's an anomaly. Giannis is an anomaly. Who else is an anomaly? Jokic. I kind of just like saying the word anomaly. Say it three times, five times. Anomaly, or... anomaly, 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 anomaly. That was good. Can you say it? Say it twice. Anomaly, anomaly. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. From the Raptors, who are the pieces that are untouchable in your mind that you wouldn't trade for picks, for example? Because to me, there's only to me there's only a handful. I was going to say one, but I want to know what your opinion is. Who can the Raptors not trade? Well, logically, I don't believe in untouchables. Like if. They offer Chet Holmgren for Scotty. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, uh, I would not. Okay, well, you're wrong. Chet, 
Chet is closer to being an all-star than Scotty is. I don't disagree. Uh, but I know I understand the game you're playing and who is what an untouchable is. So I'll say one. I think Scotty Barnes is the one. I think there are lots of guys that are equal or better than quickly and RJ that you would take. What do I you think? think? The, only, the only reason you're saying Chet is because you went to Gonzaga and you love Gonzaga. And he's going to win rookie of the year. Yeah, which we should have bet on, by the way. I did. Did you I bet should... on that? Back in like May, I bet on it. So I remember you kept telling me to bet on it and I didn't do it. I didn't know you actually laid a bet down. I think I got four and a half to one odds. How much did you put down? Like 10,000, 20,000? Uh, 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 a fraction of that. You're so, you're so brave. <laughs> you're Thank the you. bravest guy I've ever met. Thank you. I do agree with you, though. Um, I don't know. Chet is definitely closer to being an all-star than Scotty is right now. So I do agree with that. Unfortunately, I don't want to agree with it, but I think you're spitting straight facts here. To me, the people that we can't trade are obviously Scotty Barnes. And I don't think the Raptors should trade RJ Barrett. That's Those are the only two. And the only reason I'm saying that is because he's Canadian. And I think it seems like he's starting to figure out what he's going to be on the Raptors. And I think he kind of fits in pretty well. So I don't know. Over the last few games, obviously, we haven't seen that. He's been injured a little bit. But I think when he is on the floor, I love I love how you know tenacious he is going to the rim. I love the fact that he actually plays defense. What are you, what are you making that face for? You're really overvaluing this guy. He's probably never going to be an all-star. He may be a fringe all-star one day. And you're saying he's untradeable. You, sorry, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take a trade for him. I just think that this in this situation, when he's on the Raptors, when he's on a Canadian team, is probably his best chance to get to that all-star level. Like, I know you're saying that's not going to happen, but I think this is his best opportunity to do so. Also, he hasn't even been in the league that long, man. I don't think you're giving him enough time. But if another young guy was offered for him, I'd take him. Okay, but, like, we can go through the younger guys that would be offered for him, and I think, you know, I think it would be tough to to come up with somebody who you would trade for him. He's been in the league. Okay, wait. Let me just see this. He's got, a, he's got a fairly large contract. I think you would take a trade for a younger guy. Like younger he's guy. averaging. So this is his career. 2019-2020. Um, 14.3 points a game. Uh, decent rebound numbers. Then he went up to 17. Then he went up to 20 points per game at 21-22. Uh, 19, 19, 18. He's back up to 21 points a game this season. It's like I don't know, man. Is is he a twenty-seven and five guy? Like that's those are pretty good numbers. I guarantee you. I think R.J. Barrett's going to be an all-star at some point in his career. Hey, you're um, calling. You're saying he's untouchable. Demar Derozan better at that age, higher scoring. You probably would have said he was untouchable at one point, but then you trade him. Everyone. No, like, but I think I think right now, uh, right now he's untouchable for the Raptors to trade. Just because, again, I think. The, the upside of him is is too high because he's in Toronto, I think. I know, I know. But I, I just think because he's Canadian, he's in Toronto. I think that plays a, a role in, in it. You know, because every time he goes on the floor, he has more eyes on him for people who he grew up with, I think. So it means a little bit more for RJ to be playing in Toronto than for DeMar's, DeMar to be playing in Toronto when he was that age, I think. But I don't know. I agree with you. Who knows? If there's a really, really good young, young piece that was offered for RJ, of course, everybody would consider taking him. I just think right now he's one of the two with Scotty who shouldn't be touched. 
Uh, he's Anyways. above. He's above quickly. I think so. Yeah. No, stop. Nah, you're so that's, overvaluing him. Quickly. That's has just what I think. Time. Let's see Quickly's numbers right now. You frustrate me so much. Let's see Quickly's numbers uh, in his career. I'm talking about upside. I'm not talking about numbers. You're not talking about numbers. You're talking about upside. I'm talking about upside. So are you I, saying that you I'll think RJ Barrett is has hit his ceiling as an NBA player? Is that what you're saying? He's kind of plateaued. Yeah, he hasn't really grown much since his rookie sophomore season. Much. Think, don't you think a lot of that has to do with them bringing Jalen Brunson, um, them having this weird situation over there in New York with Kevin Knox, who got drafted after him, who they gave a lot of minutes to. Um, obviously, Julius Randle goes in. Not to mention, all three of those guys are left-handed. And you know my opinion on left-handed players playing together. It doesn't work. Only one so, lefty. I just think he wasn't in the best situation for himself. You know? Um, and then if you look at if you look at Quickly's numbers, he, you know, you know, he's he's uh looking like he's <laughs> his trajectory is pretty high. So eleven point four in his first season, he's up to sixteen point seven points a game now. I don't know. And there he was on the bench. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I just think in terms of being a Canadian, RJ's more valuable for Toronto right now. That's just you're so biased. You're so biased. Don't worry, I guarantee you I'll get some hate comments for that. What about Chris Boucher? Is he super valuable? Can is he untouchable because he's Canadian? Hey, sign up for 10 years. Chris Boucher is not a starter in the league. <laughs> so let's not get crazy here. Anyways, what's your next topic? Uh okay. Uh one quick bit I'm a little worried about. Mm. Scotty Barnes. I thought he would pop off after the Siakam trade because he'd get way more touches. But he's kind of he's been pretty mid. He's like he's his shots fallen off a cliff. He's shooting nineteen percent from three since that trade. He hasn't really taken over games. Are we concerned? You know you've been saying mid a lot, eh? Yeah, I'm. You're saying mid a lot because the kids are saying mid a lot, aren't you? Yeah. Scotty Burns has been fairly mid. He's not. Okay. He's not super bussing. This is exactly what we were talking about when we brought Dan the Man Smith on. And he said this first, but we've talked about this as well. There is an overlap in these three players. Emmanuel Quickly, Scotty <laughs> Barnes, and R.J. Barrett. So why okay? are we saying R.J. Barrett is untrue? You can't trade him. Why are we because, saying he's untouchable? No, 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 no. It's more, it's more Emmanuel Quickly who's getting those point guard touches over Scotty Barnes, right? So it's those two that are overlapping more than anything. But then it seems like... You know, if RJ becomes a better shooter, that that'd be a different situation. But ultimately, Scotty and Mayo quickly are playing the same position, kind of, right? So the same position is almost everyone on the court. Who Scotty? Yes, he plays. No, but I'm saying like the Raptors are trying to put him into situations where he handles the ball at the point most of the time, correct? And that's exactly what Emmanuel quickly does. So they have two starting point guards on the team. So I don't know. That needs to be figured out because you bring up a good point. He hasn't been playing the best, and Emmanuel Quickly's been playing really well. So I don't know. I don't know what we do. Should we Maybe trade not. Scotty Barnes? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Just flip this whole podcast on its head. It's time to trade Scotty Barnes. Is it time to trade Scotty Barnes? He went <laughs> no, he was minus not. 22 against Atlanta. Oh no. Uh, no, see, that's just you being crazy. I just one quick 
other thing on the Raptors. You didn't want to talk about it, but we have to get it out there. Grady Dick, 20 minutes last night. 20 minutes against the Bulls and a win. Mm -hmm. Zero points. Zero points. God, the guy, ah, just when you think he's turning a corner. Okay, but can I ask you a question? Zero. Can I ask you a question? Not even getting open for shots. You You messaged me after the Atlanta game, and your text said, you watching this Raps game? Wild. Grady is a real player. You got the receipts. I think I said he might be a real player. You know, we've been flip-flopping a lot on this podcast, but that's the first time I've seen you flip-flop on Grady Dick. And honestly, he did look really good. He did look really good against Atlanta. I'm just pick, uh, I'm just taking his, seeing his line here. One second. So he went, he had 15 points against Atlanta, two for three from the free throw line, three for five from the three, five for ten, five for 12 from the field. He played really well. What made you, what made you so excited in that moment? So I'm like, maybe he finally unlocked his shot. But then I'm watching yesterday and I'm like, he doesn't know how to move off the ball. He can't get himself open, let alone shoot. I just he's think he has bad. no confidence right now. How did he score zero points last night? That's crazy. One three pointer, zero for one. That's Twenty crazy. minutes. So wait, he took wait. The let's shooter. see this. He the shot. best shooter in college basketball last year. He took one shot yesterday. Took one shot total. In okay, minutes. but is that okay? Listen, we've been loving on Darko this entire time. Honestly, we really have. Here we go. Listen, is this a problem with the coaching? How is the best, like you just said, he's the best shooter in college last year. How's the best shooter in college last year getting one shot in 20 minutes? Is that the coach not putting him into positions where he could, could succeed? That's my question for you now. He gave him 20 minutes last night. The guy should be able to create something. Get open once. Run the floor once and get open in a corner. Okay, but my point is, like, drop a play for the guy. You know, drop a play where he hits a three. I don't know, man. It seems like from a talent perspective, we have a fairly good roster. It seems like it's a pretty good roster. Come on. What? You hate our roster. Grady Dick isn't playing 20 minutes on a fairly good roster. I think at the, start of, at the start of the season, Grady Dick will be playing 20 minutes on a fairly good roster, but maybe he just wasn't utilized correctly in the very beginning of the season either, right? So I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. Flashes... I'm not gonna say I was gonna say flashes of brilliance, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, that incredible against Atlanta, but he still dropped 15. I don't know. I just think he needs to be put into better, better uh, situations. You know, give him some screens to run off of. Give him like a triple down screen so he's wide open. It's time to run this offense through Grady. You're right. No, I'm just saying, like, run a play or two for him so he's actually open on the wing. You know, nobody's game planning for Grady Dick, which makes it even more insane to me that he's not getting any open looks. Because if you really watch the game, like he's not getting too many open looks off of plays. And when he's such a good three-point shooter, that's probably what the coach should be doing, right? Um, Do you have anything else about the Raptors? Because I really don't. No, I think we've exhausted this mid-team. I want to talk about Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Joel Embiid. So I have a few things to say. I was listening to the mismatch yesterday. And um, basically, they were just talking about how there's a lack of grit in the NBA right now. 
There's a lack of, uh, yeah, just, no. just grit. So there's a lack of competitiveness. And it made me think, like, Luca putting up 73 points that game, if somebody's going off, you know, if they have, like, 55, 60, why on earth are you not double and triple teaming him every time down the court? Because at that point, it starts becoming embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? Like, when Kobe scored 81 points on the Raptors, he was getting double teamed and triple teamed and fouled, and he was still hitting everything. It was insane. It was an insane game from him. So I feel like Kobe's offense in that game when he hit seven, when he hit 81 was way better than Luka's offense when he hit 73. Does that make any sense? I uh, Just let's go back in history. I think Sam Mitchell has been given a lot of flack for Kobe's 81-point game. I don't think he was double and triple teamed. I think... He was, he was. There was a lot of times where, like, literally, I I was looking at the highlights of of this. There was a lot of one-on-one against Jalen Rose. He got cooked. Like, don't, it wasn't the greatest coach game either. You're right. You're right. But I think Luka's 73 was easier than Kobe's 81. Again, I don't know if you watched the game. I was literally, like, I I had, like, an appointment or something, and I, I was literally watching it, like, on my phone in the car. Cancel the appointment. I was watching on the phone in my car and I was like, oh my God, is this guy going to go for, for 80? Because I think he had like, yeah, it's high sixties with like three or four minutes left. But I just think like, is this, is this because the offense in the NBA is getting so much better or is it because players on the defense event don't care as much and don't have as much passion for defense? I guess is my question because Devin Booker dropped 62, what the, that same day or the day before. Right. Yeah. Um, Joel and B dropped, 60 what did he drop or no 70 sorry right he dropped 70 on the dot just an absolute offensive flurry within the last whatever week from the nba Mm -hmm. so i don't know what do you think of that whole situation uh the offense nba offenses look way different than they did when kobe dropped 81 like the three-point shooting is absurd the game is completely different it's naturally higher scoring and it's refereed differently you can get a foul call much easier than you could back then uh i don't know it's higher paced teams are running way more than they were when the kobe 81 point game happened i think there's so so much that's changed in the game i don't think i want to sit here and blame defensive intensity so okay Listen to this. So, okay, I just looked this up. So Mavericks, 148. Hawks, 143. When Luka dropped 73. Okay? Yes. When Kobe dropped... Oh my God, I'm just looking. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm just looking at the Raptors record when Kobe dropped 81. And the Raptors were 14 and 27. And the Lakers are 22 and 19. Uh, but my point is, the Lakers only dropped 122 points when Kobe dropped 81. And, uh, sorry, and the Mavs dropped 148. So team total, you know, was 26 points higher than when Kobe dropped 81. I don't know. It just it just makes me think that, like, obviously the offense is going crazy, um, but nobody cares about defense. Like, why couldn't somebody come hack them? I'm not... I'm not a proponent of hacking players, but I'm just saying, like, you're going to let a guy go for 73 on you? <laughs> like, as a coach, don't you double, tri- double, triple team him 
get the ball out of his hands, like try to do your absolute best to do that. And I feel like a lot of sorry. You're upset by this. You're frustrated by a guy with I'm 70- just Yeah, I don't know. There's three guys in the last week that have gone for 73, 70, 62. Like I mean, at which point is it not fun to watch this sort of scoring anymore? Because people are just getting baskets in whatever way they want, and there's no defense. They're, you know what I mean, man? I like playing defense. I, I like playing defense more than offense sometimes when I'm playing basketball. So to me, it's like, you know. There is defense. The game is completely different. The, every team is like the Suns were in 06. And every team shoots more than any of those teams did back then. Like the pace is way higher. They're way more three-pointers. Of course, there's going to be more offense. Of I'm course, there's going to be more fast break points. I'm just saying, if Charles Oakley was on a team where somebody was going off for 70, there would be a serious injury. You know? Charles Oakley would not be nearly as effective in today's NBA. He would probably come in and hack people. If he got any court time. I have a question for you. Yes. Who do you think was this? This is like, there's no way you're going to actually get this because there's no chance I would get this either. Um, but who was the Raptors high scorer in that game when Kobe dropped 81? Uh, this is the most out of left field answer. I'll, I'll tell you. Or no, no, okay. Do you want to guess? Three point shooter? No. Ah, hey, there was my guess. Oh, six. Was it oh, six? Oh, four? When was that? Uh, I think it was oh, six. Hold on. Yeah, 2006. January 22nd, 2006. Jorge Garbajosa. I don't know. Who is Mike James? Oh, (laughs) Mike James. (laughs) He went for 25 that game. Is that funny? The most overlooked 25-point game. Mike James, career stats, 9.9 points a game, 2.2 rebounds, 3.5 assists per game. Never never forget Mike James' 25-point game. Never. I would never forget his <laughs> game. If you look at – I want to see just Kobe's box score in this game here because – like how many threes did he hit here? Um, anyways, whatever. We don't have to we don't have to keep looking into this. Anyway, my point is just there's no defense. I just find it a little bit frustrating when guys are just going off for these insane numbers. Um, I think I think people should have a bit of an old man. People should have a bit of pride in defense. That's all I'm saying. How boring NBA offense was in the mid two thousands. Just in the mid two thousands, absolutely was not boring. It was amazing. Compared to now, very boring. Just like big Guys who weren't athletic, just Charles Oakley type guys. Mm, I don't agree with that. Like you said, the Suns, the Suns were playing really well. I loved, like I loved the Dallas offense when Dirk would just get on the top and like find, you know, back cutters, find Shawmere on the baseline, slamming. Like I think back then there was a lot more. I don't know. There were a lot more facials, people slamming on guys. I think. I don't know, because people went up to try to block shots as opposed to right now. It's like, oh, you're at the rim. I don't want to be put on a poster and be all over social media for three months and forever. And so people aren't playing as defense. People people aren't going to be playing defense on the perimeter as much because they're going to get dropped by James Harden or somebody. It's just I feel like people care more about what they look like if they get embarrassed on a defensive end right now. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. You've never sounded older. You sound like an old man right now. 
You're not embraced. I, just, I don't like that there's no defense. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know if that makes me sound old, but I just want people to compete as opposed to, oh, you know, just whatever. Take whatever shots you want. It's like it's like a bad all-star game. Some of these games that I'm watching, there's just a bad all-star game where there's no defense and people are just putting up shots. It's literally not fun. Andy, if people aren't playing defense, it's not fun to watch. You're overlooking this. It's not people aren't playing defense. The pace yes, is way higher. No, it's – come on. People are playing defense. A lot of it is, man. Nobody cares about defense. Like, who's the best defensive player in the league right now? Five seconds. Five. Rudy Gobert. Four. Okay, who's the second best? Five. Four. OG Ananobi would be the second best odds of defensive player of the year. My point is we can't – I feel like back in mid-2000s or even like a little bit later on, we could name like five, seven people that were defensive stoppers. Now I don't think we can. You know? So I don't know. I just – Whatever. Anyways, I don't care if that makes me sound old. I just, I like it when dudes have to work to get their buckets as opposed to just people letting them shoot. These kids aren't working like we used to. That's right. Spoiled kids. All right. What do you have? Uh, before we go, we need to, we're not apologizing. We've apologized before on this podcast. We aren't apologizing, but we are demanding an apology today. From who? From all those, from all those youths out there. Who were ripping on Joel Embiid for not playing a couple games for dodging Nikola Jokic? This poor guy plays through injury last night and then gets re-injured and could be out for who knows how long. Uh, were you anti Joel Embiid? Look, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I kind of was. Um, and the only reason is because I think so. Their head coach as well. So I, th I think Nick Nurse and their like head trainer or something said that he was good to go. Oh, no, sorry. Nick Nurse and some other reporter who spoke to him directly said that he was playing in that game. So, you know, this was a couple of hours prior to tip off. And then I guess like literally like 15 minutes before the tip, basically they came out and said that they watched him warm up a little bit and that he wasn't ready. You know, so I don't know. So at first I was like... I because Maxi was sitting, because there was a couple of other injuries, I was like, is this guy really, you know, is this guy really sitting because he doesn't think they'll win the game? That's that's what I thought. That's the first thing that kind of ran through my head. Um, but then, yeah, seeing this, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Clearly, we weren't taking it as seriously as we should have. But, like, to touch on that point, Andy, like, think about all those people that purchased their tickets and are paying a bunch of money to go, you know, see – Denver versus Philly, you know, in Denver, watching him be play. And like, I just think we're jaded to it now because this has happened so many times where we actually, a lot of times where people just don't believe the player anymore. Um, but I don't know. Now I, f I feel bad about it because I, I was one of those people. I thought he was dodging it. Remember the Lakers game last year in Toronto we went to and LeBron was out last minute just like this. And then, like, we were talking to other fans there. They flew from, like, Nova Scotia for their first ever NBA game just to see LeBron. And Yeah. They saw nobody. They saw I nobody. Heard. No, exactly. And, like, you know, I think it's funny because it sucks when you, you can't do anything about it for guys actually injured. But, like, imagine, yeah, those people who, who paid for that ticket so long ago and then maybe there should be some sort of refund on that or something, you know? Should there be less games in an NBA season? Probably. Go back to like but, 66. But like what I just said before, that's not really, that's not really realistic. And I don't think, I don't think bringing down the number of games is realistic either, unless they can make up the revenue in some sort of other way. No, you're right. 
but uh um, right. yeah i don't know i was kind of frustrated about it but but then seeing that seeing that kind of sucks is it bad oh. as a Raptors fan that i kind of want to see philly win the chip championship this year is that weird i feel like yeah. i'd be so much yeah, slander. that is, that is weird He's an all-time great player. He gets so much slander, kind of like Jokic did before he won a chip. No one really thinks he's a, one of the all-time greats. I think you think this way because, like, you would not be thinking this way if the Kawhi shot didn't happen. Like, if talking? Philly beat us in the playoffs that time, oh. you know, I don't think you'd be like, oh, I want, you know, I want Philly to win this this year because because I think we'll always have that against Philly. We'll always have that over the 76ers. That shot, him crying and like everyone being sad, you know. So yeah, like, would I like to see them win? You know who I want? You know who I want to win the championship this year? Knicks. No, 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 no. To take one more guess, but this think about who my favorite player in the league is like has been lately. Uh, the guy who you, I always talk about. I have his shoes. I have his shoes. The guy you play like the most is James Harden, so it's gonna Boom. be the Clippers. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I really want the Clippers to win the championship. I really like Paul George. Shout out to Paul George's podcast. Amazing pod. Shout out to Kawhi Leonard. You know, he's only missed like five or six games this year. So he's been nice. playing every game. And then James Harden's been going off again, man. I love James Harden. Actually, let's see James Harden's stats this year just quickly. Sorry. Of, Are all, you... of all 20 teams to make the playoffs and the play-in games, those will be – that will be the last team I would cheer for. That would be team number 20. <laughs> really? Why do you hate them so much? Why why do I hate them? Yeah. Because uh, Kawhi spurned the Raptors. Uh James Harden is not the most likable player. I don't know. I I'd rather see OKC win, the team who built a team and took advantage of them. But don't Led you think like Okay, so let me push back on that a little bit. What? You say that you like Kawhi Leonard because he helped us win win a chip, right? Yeah. I don't want to see him win now, though. But if you like the guy, then why are you so against him winning a championship? Do you think that? And here, here, just to push back, I'll I'll give my point of view. James Harden would have already won the championship if the Golden State Warriors weren't exactly what they were. Like, do you realize he almost single handedly beat that team for like two years in a row? Like, he was such a monster on the Rockets against that championship team. Like, he deserves a championship. I know people people are saying he's not the most likable, but like he almost won the championship by well, he almost beat beat Golden State. And a lot of people think that he they would have probably won the championship if the Rockets won that series. I think James Harden deserves a championship. He's one of the best offensive players of all time. He's disgusting. And then Paul George. Paul George has such a good story, you know. He's never won anything, but he was in Indiana. He broke his leg. People forget about that. He had almost a career en- ending injury, came back. Um, you know, he's bounced around a little bit, found his spot. I don't know. I want Paul George to win one too. Very likable player. Smoothest player of all time, I would say. I would say the Clippers have the least likable story of any team. Just guys who are a little agitating, all playing together, forming a super team. I, you know I what? Don't... Let's ask our fans. Let's ask our fans. Okay. Do, do you uh... guys think that... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, ask, we'll ask all 60 of our subscribers. <laughs> Do you think that the Clippers are a likable team? And do you want the Clippers, a.k.a. Paul George, who has just been struggling with different horrendous teams his entire career, do you want him to win a championship? Do you want James Harden to win a championship? One of the most prolific offensive players of all time. And then Kawhi, 
Kawhi's, you know, nobody's ever really hated on Kawhi either. I think you're wrong on this one, man. I think people do want the Clips to win a championship. No, nobody does. You're you don't think so? Not even LA. LA does not care about the Clippers. Nobody cares about the Clippers. I'm you're, I care about the Clippers. They're not even the biggest team in their own city. I'd rather no, the Utah that's Jazz. That's never going to change. That's never going to change. But there's you can't tell me another team that's bigger than the Lakers anyway. So, I think that that's a bad point that people make. I'd rather the Pelicans win. I'd rather the Sacramento Kings win. I'd rather the Atlanta Hawks win. I'd Why are you such a these... hater? Why are you such a hater? Why? Because they're very unlikable. I'm a, you'd I'm rather, a you'd rather the Atlanta Hawks win the championship. I'm not a hater. I'm a lover of good, entertaining basketball with guys I can cheer for. They're they're one of the most entertaining teams in the league right now. Guys I can cheer for that are likable. I don't understand you sometimes. You know, like we've known each other for how long now? Like, how long have we known each other? Ten years. Doesn't Steve Ballmer just wear on you? He's just so annoying after a while. I don't care about Steve Ballmer. I care about Paul George being the smoothest player in the league. I care about James Harden dropping guys. Do you realize James Harden has taken a backseat to both of these guys? He's averaging 17 points a game, 4.8 rebounds, 8.6 assists. Like, Paul, he is just – James Harden's playing out of his mind right now in terms of, like, picking his spots. He's, like, so efficient. And Kawhi helped us win a championship, and Kawhi is just fun to watch. I don't know. I don't know how you could be such a hater of that team. I don't get it. L- well, I can't listen. believe you would. I can't believe you'd rather the Pelicans win the championship over the Clippers with a guy who can't stay in shape, who hasn't been on the floor. Like that's not a likable team. Uh, Sacktown. Like, why do you want Sacramento to win? Do you have any connection to Sacktown? What? Like what? Uh, it's like you being it's like you being a Vancouver Canucks fan. It doesn't make any sense at all. You've lived in Toronto for 10 years. If you like the Canucks so much, why don't you move to Vancouver? Son? Life, work. Come on. Come on. They don't have sports net in if Vancouver. You like the Clippers so much, why don't you move to LA? I I'm not going to say I like the Clippers more than the Raptors like you do with the Canucks. So that that argument is non What's the whatever the word I'm looking for is? That argument is not. What's the word I'm looking for? Tell me right now. Come on. Help me out with my argument against you. <laughs> I'm not helping you out. Your argument is awful. No, it's a great argument. It doesn't make sense that you like the Sacramento Kings over the LA Clippers. Sacramento Kings are very likable. Who else would you like uh, to win over us? Oh, over over the Clippers. Do you want Washington to beat it to beat the Clippers in the championship final? Well, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm just talking about Orlando Magic. You'd rather the Lakers Lakers win another one against the Clippers? Is that what you want? Yes, and I don't really like the Lakers. So why? Why? Because the Clippers are that unlikable. Okay, so you're telling me that the Lakers are more likable than the Clippers? Yes. Okay. See, we just can't. We just can't agree on this. This is why, just so everyone knows, our previous podcast was called Raptors NBA one-on-one. What was it called? One-on-one. Because yeah. we used to just argue about all points like this. Because what you're saying right now doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's the word I was looking for. Not logical. Your argument's <laughs> not logical. Yes, no logic. All right. Anything else you want to argue about? No. No. Just our listeners will tell you. Nobody likes the Clippers. I'm not alone in this. Okay. Well, I'm excited to to see this. I hope our AI cuts that clip specifically because I'm not going back in this podcast and trying to find that clip to cut. Nobody likes the Clippers. Actually, you know what? Can you pose it? Let me pose the question again. So it's in two parts of 
the article or sorry, <laughs> of the video so the AI can cut and turn yeah. it into the article as well. So let's ask our fans once again, do you like the Clippers? Do you like the roster of the Clippers? Do you like P Paul George, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard? Do you want them to win a championship or are they an unlikable team? Are the Clippers liked or unliked by the fans of the NBA? Easy answer. Such an easy answer. All right. Um, I got one more question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about the weather? In Toronto? Yeah. It's a little gloomy. Uh, January is almost over. We're a month till March. It's springtime. Get ready. Get the, Apparently, the, the first week of, of the first week of February is supposed to be super sunny in Toronto, which I'm excited about. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, that's exciting. Spring's here. Playoff basketball will be here, not in Toronto. I really want to tell everybody what we're doing tomorrow, but I'm not. I feel like that would be horrendous to to say. Shout out to our friend Ryan Durge. <laughs> <laughs> our single friend. <laughs> our single friend Ryan Durge. <laughs> Oh, that's an inside joke. Just comment if you just comment what is the joke about if you guys want to hear about it, and we'll just DM you the whole story. I'm just kidding. We will not do that. All right. Do you want to sign off? Go ahead. You sign off. I signed on. No, you sign off. You sign off. Fine. I'll sign off. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching, for listening. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube. Make sure to follow Instagram, TikTok. Ticky talky. We post a lot on every platform. Thanks again for watching and listening. And make sure to unsubscribe from every other podcast. Have a great, beautiful, lovely day, people.